0: Hello and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, we held a peace service, so enjoy the following excerpts from this. I am Sam
1: Sipes, and I am here on behalf of the Compassion, Peace, and Justice Committee of Unity. We call it CPJ. We want to welcome you to the Unity Peace Service. As the author Charles Dickens wrote so many years ago, it is the best of times. It is the worst of times. And today, almost 200 years since A Tale of Two Cities was written, our entire world is experiencing the worst of times in its need for peace. What was true then is even more true today. We struggle to find inner peace after more than two and a half years of a pandemic. We struggle to find peace in this world, a world filled with famine, wars, natural disasters, violence, and ever-increasing hatred. These events, coupled with our own personal struggles with situations and relationships, leave us with anxiety, fear, frustration, and often a feel of hopelessness. Our purpose for today's service is twofold. First, that as you are immersed in this service, hopefully you will find a renewing of your spirit, a soothing of your soul, a healing of your mind. A philosopher once said when there is no peace in your soul there is no peace in your heart. When there is no peace in your heart there is no peace in your mind. When there is no peace in your mind there is no peace in your life. And when there is no peace in your life there is no peace in your world. Second we hope that you will use this time to listen to what God is asking of you in your role as a peacemaker. What would God have you do to further his message of peace and compassion to the world that he has created for us? Within your own sphere of influence, be it your home, your neighborhood, your workplace, your school, even your church, is there someone you need to reach out to in compassion and love and make peace with this person? Maybe harsh words have been said, Maybe you have been practicing avoidance. Maybe you are holding a grudge. Whatever is causing this relationship to be strained or broken, now is the time to show God's love and compassion and be a peacemaker. I say this to you with my own finger pointing back to me. I'm thinking about this service. God has been speaking to me to reach out and be a peacemaker to a hurt heart of mine that happened several years ago And I have been maintaining avoidance and holding a big grudge for a long time. I need to let it go. This is my commitment. In your bulletins, you will find a little commitment slip. We hope that you will write down your commitment to peacemaking on this slip. Sign it, not to hand in, but to affirm your commitment to acting on what you have written. It isn't enough to talk about peace. One must believe in it. It isn't enough to believe in it. One must work at it.
0: Thank you. We asked our children, what is peace? And here are some of their answers.
2: Peace is when you are not fighting and when you do not bad things. Peace, being, being calm. It's like
3: not fighting and it's like calm.
2: Peace means meditating.
3: And peace means to be still and
2: quiet.
3: I don't know. It's like when you stay calm and be like calm and tell your friend to tell your sister to be calm.
4: Peace to me means everyone
5: getting along in harmony. We asked some of our teenagers, what brings you peace? For me, peace is something that does not come along very often. I'm always moving, I'm always hustling, I'm always stressed out. And I feel like I never find time for myself to relax and have peace, be at peace, find peace. For me, peace can look like many things. It can be me exercising or me walking or me relaxing and laying on the beach. It doesn't have to be when you're at rest. Like you don't have to be resting to find peace for me. There's many places that I could find peace, but my favorite ones are when I'm at the beach or when I'm just like relaxing with my family, even spending time with my friends. Being in church is a big one because I feel like I'm already, I already feel closer to God that I'm in church. I always feel close to God, but in church, I just feel closer. It just draws me in. And I love being at church and having peace and being at peace because I feel so close to God. My recent and best, like, experience I've had in a while of being at peace was when I was at Montreat. Montreat was, like, a whole different experience. I did go three years ago, but this one was different. I was really hesitant to go because I was like, I don't really know all these people, but then I had such a good time and it was actually like one of the best weeks of my life and I didn't want to come home. And next year I only have one more year so I need to soak it all in, but everywhere I went I was just at peace. Whether I was going to church service really early in the morning, taking a walk in the beautiful mountains that we were surrounded by, or even walking to my small group, or going to buy a sweatshirt from the store, I felt at peace the whole time. You may be telling yourself that you're at peace or you're resting, but it can be very different and you're not actually like stopping. I feel like peace for me is like the whole world stops around you and it's just you. It's just you and God and you're finding where you need to be. You're finding your happiness. You're finding your peace. And I think we all need a little bit more of that in our lives because we rush, we stress, we do so much that we don't stop to think about what God would want for us. And would he want us to be at peace? Yes, that's a very obvious question he would. So I think we just need to stop more often and think about like, where is my peace? Like, what does it look like to me? And just find your peace and be at peace. Thanks. Finding peace can be very difficult at times and it is important to know when to take a step back. And I believe that God can also help with that a lot. Having a close relationship with God has always been something that brings me peace. And when life gets busy and challenging, it can be very hard to remember to take a step back and to turn to him to help.
6: Hello, my name is Nazir Ghafuri, and I want to tell you what brings me peace. Praying five times a day, then reading Holy Quran brings me peace. When I do some sport and Playing some video game with my friends and helping another people brings me peace. Thank you. Sleep, I pray, dear Lord, my soul to keep was my first prayer. But through my life, when fear and doubt erased my faith, I cried, Are you really there? All my strength. Dear Lord, come in today, come in to stay. I sang to you. But now I feel so all alone with pain, despair, I can't go on. What shall I was sad I'd climb up in my daddy's lap and there I'd stay he'd wrap me in his loving arms and kiss away the hurt and I would be okay
0: Several of our young adults, what would peace across the land look like?
5: Peace across the land for me would be being able to look into my kids' smiling faces and knowing that they get to grow up in a world free of judgment and hate.
7: When I think about having peace across this land, I think of a society in which you know everybody can get along. With the rise in social media and the ability to hide behind a keyboard, I feel like our culture has become. A lot more divisive uh, than it has been in the past you know there's still a lot of good being done in this world but it seems like all we hear about is the negative interactions people have more so than the positive interactions so for me peace across the land will look like people coming together to try to solve problems try to understand each other uh, and try to figure out how to make their communities a better place for everybody including future generations um you know my my family and i we pride ourselves in helping others and, and building people up versus tearing them down, and I'd love to live in a society where, uh, you know, building people up is the norm rather than the exception. People can have different opinions and views but still be respectful and peaceful with each other and, you know, that's my vision for uh, having peace across this land is is where people can have these differences of opinions but have an open discourse with each other and, and talk peacefully and respectfully to each other. I'll be your
3: bridge, your troubled water, when you're down, when you're down,
4: I will carry you like a bridge, your troubled water, I will lay. Oh, oh. Say long carry you like a bridge or troubled wall
0: Why is world peace so hard to attain? Here's what they said.
2: Well, two words come to mind, fear and choice. Christians have the wonderful choice to let go of our human nature and to let God live, shine, and work through us. Yes, the Holy Spirit within us, the power and peace of God. In us with this godly light within us our time on earth should be a reflection of joy peace calming the chaos and fear and panic of this earth we are all united in Christ Christians all have the power of God within us a reflection of peace and love which people do notice. As Christians living like Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be peace, joy, and encouragement to all people. But in all things, we must make the choice not to get caught up in the fear and chaos of this world, but to calm, the storm, with words of peace through the Holy Spirit within us. So as Christians, we should all be peacemakers, making that choice and to use the power of the Holy Spirit to let go of yourself and let the Holy Spirit work through you. Help me, Lord, to see people through your eyes and help me to use your words of truth
3: I was born in Budapest, Hungary. My mother, father, sister and I escaped communism and fled during the revolution to America, where to live in a peaceful way of life was enjoyed. Since most people in the world look forward to to the U.S. as an example to hopefully bring peace here, which, in my opinion, may bring peace to the rest of the world. Unfortunately, times today are questionable, and I for one cannot advise, but will pray for drastic changes to follow from here on.
7: Many people think of peace in the world as globally everyone getting along with each other, an end to violence and war amongst nations. While important, the narrowness of this definition itself answers the question. To attain world peace, every differing faction would need to set aside their strongest beliefs and succumb to opinions of others, which to them, at their very core, are impossible to ignore. Martin Luther King, Jr. wrote that true peace is not merely the presence, the absence of tension, it is the presence of justice. To have justice, these differing factions would need to act in an equal, fair, and balanced way towards each other. In other words, true peace is more than just conflicts going away. There must be fairness to have peace. Fairness requires acceptance of the differences of people unlike us without bias or prejudice. Our human society will never let this happen. But there needs to be an awareness these differences are actually good for human society. Asking questions and offering an opposite but objective viewpoint forces people to deeply examine their inner beliefs. This is where peace has a chance and this is where God comes in. Through prayer, our beliefs can be pried apart allowing the gaps to be filled with new understanding, potentially softening our views. Peace can only come through Him.
8: Good morning, Unity! Good morning! Good morning. I salute the expressions of our church members of all ages that their thoughts that they've shared with us this morning. And there's no doubt what age group I come from. (laughs) As I offer a few reflections on peacemaking. I'm of the generation born during or shortly after World War II, the biggest and most destructive war our planet has ever experienced. Growing up, I was attracted to voices searching for ways to avoid war, especially nuclear. The threats were real. My generation can remember the nuclear bomb drills we regularly underwent in primary school. Everyone quickly hiding under student desks for protection from radiation rays. In those days, some held great hope for the United Nations to serve as a peacemaker. But alas, it became more of a peacekeeper. And there is a difference between the two. After high school, I chose a university that was four blocks away from the White House and the State Department. My major was International Affairs. I came to Washington, D.C. searching for peace. But what I found was not peace. My freshman year, the Cuban Missile Crisis occurred. We students stood at the White House in candlelight vigil praying for peace. The very next year we were at candle like prayer again, this time over the assassination of our President Kennedy, and then the Vietnam War, in which many of us here served. It was then that I chose to work in the U.S. intelligence community, hoping to help make peace. Anti war demonstrations and civil rights marches with bloodshed dominated the 1960s into the 1970s. In 1968, the great peacemaker Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. And then, and then, and then, the continued Cold War, the collapse of the Soviet Union, major conflicts in the Middle East, 9-11, international terrorism. Now, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has triggered a whole series of new threats and global realignment. Today, Absence of peace is all around us. What can we do about it? We're all so busy. Demands are made on us from all directions. We're inundated daily with news that is not about peace. We could feel overwhelmed and hopeless. We could even become cynical, saying, Peacemaking? What's that? What can I do? What can any one do? It's all a pipe dream. Yes, making peace is not easy. But as Christians, it is the work that we do at all levels. Spirit-led, we go to where there is brokenness and with God we help bring about healing and well-being. Peacemaking requires compassion, patience, persistence, continuous prayer, and justice. Peace is not peace if it's achieved for some and not for all. It requires courage, and as Chris Easterling said so well earlier, it requires letting God in. And yet, you, Unity Presbyterian Church, amid the surrounding absence of peace and all the barriers and challenges to making peace, you do it. We all do it. Unity Presbyterian Church is making peace through the many mission programs you create and support with warmth, compassion, and God's love. I'm proud to be a member of Unity Presbyterian Church, a church that believes all people, no matter their race, ethnicity, faith, or socioeconomic status, are children of God, loved by God and accorded God's grace, no matter if they live in Denver or across the world. I'm proud that Unity has built bridges of understanding and equality with those who may be different than us, especially our neighbors. Witness the three gospel concerts we hosted in partnership with five local African American churches. We took time to extend compassion and listening. We developed trust leading to outstanding collaboration. Witness Unity's Walking in Their Shoes video program, intended to allow for self-reflection and self-discovery of prejudices and self-determination to improve upon them. Witness positive relations we developed with a mosque in Charlotte and a synagogue in Davidson. Witness the nine-member Muslim legal refugee family from Afghanistan in our manse, whom we are supporting to achieve self-sufficiency by the end of the year. I'm proud of the way Unity members have made that family feel welcome and cared about. Witness the support Unity provides, as you heard, to the local homeless, children at risk, abused women, senior citizens, orphans and foster children as well as to international missions. Those are concrete examples of peacemaking. Unity is even making peace with God's Earth. Witness our focus on solar energy, composting, pollination gardens, tree plantings, flake cleanups, landscaping at Hesed House, and other projects. As many of you know, I'm a Ukrainian-American. I'm proud that Unity is supporting Ukrainian refugees in Europe through a Christian ministry in Hungary that a young woman who grew up in our church, Stacey Sample, directs. That is peacemaking. Stacy will be here at the 11 o'clock service, and you might catch her in the gathering area, and if not, check with her parents, Danita and Morris, and find out how else we can support Stacy in her mission work. Now. now, there are pieces of art on display in the, in the gathering area created by Ukrainian refugees living in the peaceful, temporary housing that Stacy's ministry provides. I'm proud that Unity is a church that seeks to reduce prejudices and racism of all kinds, not just skin color. We believe in the Golden Rule. We're a Matthew 25 church. We're a a PCUSA peacemaking congregation. We're a certified earth care congregation. We do not engage in politics. Instead, we prepare ourselves for concrete, loving, steadfast stands and actions on moral issues under the Sessions leadership step by step. Part of being a peacemaking church is being a questioning church. We grow in our faith by welcoming and exploring all questions of faith through sermons, Bible study, and congregation-wide dialogue. Thus, we learn about and from each other as we further our safe, civil, and peaceful sense of community right here. As Jeanette said earlier in her video clip, we can each have a choice. We can choose to make peace. It's a moment by moment decision. Guided by the Holy Spirit, it is who we choose to be. It is how we choose to live. In her introduction today, Sam Sipes called your attention to the commitment to peacemaking slip of paper in your bulletin. Now that would be a good starting point.
5: Now or sometime
8: today, identify one step you are taking not will take, are taking, a commitment to, with God, create peace within yourself, your family, this church, the community, the nation, and beyond. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Amen.
9: God, at this time, we humbly submit ourselves unto you and under your mighty hand. God, what we need right now more than ever before is peace. In the world today with the ups and downs, the ins and outs, God, the only thing that will soothe us and heal us is peace. So, God, we ask you, the God of mercy, the God of grace, the God of forgiveness, God, to move like never before. God, move by your spirit and move by your might. God, we're still expecting you to be the God of mercy. We're still expecting you to be the God of grace. God, we're expecting you to heal this land. And this land, your people, God, we are suffering from a great heart condition. So right now, God, we pray like David prayed, creating us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit in us, Lord Jesus. Because if the heart be changed, then the work can begin. If the heart be changed, then peace will come. If the heart be changed, God... Then enemies can dialogue when the heart be changed. Then those that are caught up on hang-ups and different backgrounds and different religions and different races, God, can shake hands and come to an agreement. God, change this heart of ours, the heart of the nation, and let us look toward you which cometh our help. Peace is what we require Peace is what we need and it will only come for you. So God, look down on your people, bless and keep us, use us, God, like never before, and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This is our collective prayer, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.